you see there. Yeah, I got you, you again. The, wow. <laughs> Can I, we, we haven't even really started um, the live, <laughs> and this is the second time that my microphone got you again. has been turned down. Trick or treat. I just, oh, oh. <laughs> I just want to oh, say, no. I know where I'm not wanted, and, <laughs> you know, I wanted, I had hopes of being a part of the live, but I feel like there's a little bit of, like, uh, nepotism oh, where, no. you know, well, I mean, I'm I family. Mean, how does that, you know, that work? I, mean, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because we didn't grow up together. Anyway, thank you so much for um, joining us for Culture Proof Live. Uh, one of the things that we like to do when we first start is talk about what we have for dinner and let us know where you're joining us. Because um, every week there are different people on the live and we want to know where you're listening, where mm -hmm. you're watching, where you're joining. And then also what you had for dinner. What you had for dinner? What did we have for dinner tonight? We had chicken, um, oven roasted, baked, baked sure. chicken, whatever you call oven it. Oven roasted sounds fancy, <laughs> but really it's just baked, baked chicken in the, thighs. Baked in the oven. That's it. That's I mean, right. you know, which is really great. And but, I had a salad. Mm -hmm. And I had potatoes and carrots. That's right. Yeah, potatoes and carrots. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. So, oh, Southeast Iowa. Hey, chicken welcome. and dumplings. Oh, yum. Chicken and dumplings. You know, okay, so the weather is changing, and chicken and dumplings is kind of like one of those weather-changing things, right? <laughs> like, it's it's right up there with gumbo. gumbo. Mm -hmm. I had that Chilies, thought today. stews. <laughs> it felt mm. like gumbo today. I feel like when you, whenever you grab your hoodie, then it's time to start getting, like, stews and gumbos and, and soups and things like that. Notice that I said gumbos. And soups, because <laughs> gumbo is thing? not. <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> okay, I know like that. it's gonna be a long live if we can't. <laughs> um, hey, look, we wanted to do um, sort of like a, I guess, like a relevant live tonight, and just talk about um, talk about Halloween. And you know, for a mm. long time, we just were kind of like, okay, we don't celebrate Halloween, and we don't, and we still don't judge people who do. Um, we would teach our kids when they were really little. And then even now, um, we remind them of Romans 14. You know what I'm saying? That that each person is free to operate according to his or her conscience. But we just feel like there are some things that are just present in this um, in the celebration or in this yeah. observance that are worth talking about. And then our sister had a post out um, this evening and we were just like, man, you know, yeah. she's been so diligent in um, studying history and just kind of bringing to light um, a lot of information that I think we just don't know. Mm -hmm. And we probably are usually very content to live life without knowing those things. Uh, but, you know, one of the things we want to do <laughs> is live counterculturally, right? And how do we do that? Well, by being students, right? Like we want to understand history and see what we can draw from it, see if it helps us make more informed decisions about what we do and what we don't do in culture. And I think Halloween is probably one of those things. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, Tomorrow, I will be at somebody's store getting discounted candy. I don't know if that's <laughs> sinful. Um, but the candy when, in itself. When they start hard. marking it down and it's, you know, 50% off, you know, sometimes 75%. I mean, it may not be good for you, but. Nobody's you know. talking about that. Okay, okay. I mean, We're, all sinful, we want to know is if it's righteous. That's I mean, all we want to <laughs> You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I look at the candy as like maybe, you know, meat sacrificed to idols. Like the thing is, you know, 
we're not eating the candy in observance of Halloween. We're just True. eating the candy. And so that's squarely um, allowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It falls within the parameters of what is allowed. Okay. All right, let's bring on our sister, Catrice yes. Addison. Um, she is a student of history. Hello, Catrice. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Hello, family. <laughs> all right, so we are all, um, we're bracing for impact here because, you know, we want to learn. And at the same time, we want to be gracious and we don't want nah, anyone walking away. she's coming to mess away. up your holidays. Uh-oh. Yes. All of them. We're going to start with Halloween today. <laughs> well, this might be your first and last. Man. Nah. <laughs> nah I felt like, I saw, look, guys, I saw a meme. I saw a meme that said, um, October, November, and December are like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so having said uh -oh. all of that, uh, Catrice, I feel like you're about to mess up our weekend. I'm not. I'm like, I feel like you're going it. after all of the holidays oh back to back I to back. I am, though, but not tonight. <laughs> I heard you and Will the Great talking about this before I joined y'all, and I was like, wait, what? Because I heard, I heard you like, yeah, Thanksgiving. No, no, no. She said not Thanksgiving. Oh, not Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I just... Okay. Okay. <laughs> just like how I feel about the Halloween candy. Okay. So Catrice, where do we start? Like, let's, let's kind of dive into this. Um, give us a little bit of background. And then of course, we don't want to stay with just the background. We want to talk about the spiritual implications of what might be um, underpinning the celebration of Halloween. What have you learned? All right. So I've been working on this for a few years, you guys. Um, and actually I did a presentation in my home church not too long ago about holidays. I'm hitting all of them. Okay. Um, all the ones that are pagan, but Halloween, especially because this is like, um, a, the, the door to the spiritual world coming into the physical every year, like this mm. whole little set from maybe like this, uh, October 30th to like November 2nd, you know, and then it spreads a little bit beyond that. Um, but this hollow, holiday is an old holiday it predates christianity it predates a lot of other religions but it goes into the celtics mm. um and if you know about them you know a lot of the religions um the pagan religion practices come from around the celtics the irish and all of that in those neck of the woods mm. and this is one of them traditionally um they say it's to celebrate going into like the harvest time you know, and all of that. But there's a dark turn in that. Um, and so when you do the spiritual implications of it, it's opening portals, it's opening doors um, mm. to cross over to the underworld and have communication with the dead and uh, believing that your loved one can come and commune with you for a few nights or whatever. Mm. Um, it goes into that and it can ring a bell, especially for our listeners, of different religion practices around this time that does the same thing. That is based in churches, based in Christianity. Mm. Um, so it's a big undertaking. Yeah. Um, but that's the main part of it. It's the part of bridging the physical world with the spiritual world. Yes. But in the name of debt, not yeah. in the name of life. Wow. It's yeah. really interesting because I, I was actually uh, listening to a podcast. Um, I've, I've got a set of podcasts that I like to listen to. And one of them is um, Ex Psychic Saved. And um, Jen Niza is the host of that podcast. We've interviewed her before, but I was listening to a podcast that she did um, and just talking about um, Halloween, you know, and talking about the different practices that happen on that night and, and a lot of the things that 
would be steeped in darkness that we just ignore as Christians. Mm-hmm. And having come out of that life, you know, she's she's like, you know, we if we knew what was really going on and if we knew what was being glorified, we'd want no part of it. So I'm wondering, like, when you come maybe to more of a modern understanding of it, how do we still see the spiritual implications that underpin Halloween? Like what what are some of the um, maybe the historical practices of it that we might might need to be aware of? Um, it goes into a whole list of things. Dressing up as a monster is and all of that kind of stuff is a whole part of it. Hmm. Um, and we have made that a commercial thing, right? That's where yeah. the money flows. Even going door to door and doing the trick or treat thing also comes from the paganism that comes out of this holiday. All of that kind of in couples together, they used to dress up to uh, scare off the bad spirits from coming after them while they're waiting on the family, the familiar spirits Mm. to come Mm. and be with them. So that's a part of the dressing up as monsters and ghosts and goblins, fairies, all of that. That's the things they've been doing for centuries. As far as going door to door, same thing. They, they would make sure that uh, they would go to the doors of those who um, wanted to preserve, again, not being tormented by the evil presences around. So you have your light on, you know, you're mm. giving a gift to the people that's dressed up oh as my goodness. the monsters that ward off. So all of that is, yeah. Wow. So, it's there, so it's, and we it's still like, do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my mm. goodness. I mean, it's like it's like taking the practice and the custom and thinking that we can detach that practice and that custom from I guess what its original intent is. Mm-hmm. You know, we we say that if those things have an original intent, it usually kind of follows and we just are we just are unaware. Mm-hmm. So, here is my question then for the Christian who's like, well, it's a night, it's an evening for me to be able to evangelize. Like it's an evening for me to reach the loss. I'm, I'm going to open my door and I'm going to throw out candy. And I, I say throw out, I'm going to hand <laughs> out candy and um, I'm going to give out tracts. I'm, I'm going to share the gospel. Or they say, you know, we're going to do a hallelujah night. Okay. Right. And the churches, we're going to do a hallelujah night or we're going to do a trunk or treat. We're not going to do a trick or treat. We're going to just find a creative way to give away candy. Do you think that that is wise based on your research or do you think that it's kind of too close? It's too close. And I'll tell you why. I've I've sat on um, listening panels. I have talked with people who are in the occult. And this is like their season, right? Mm. And one thing they're going to say is they love Christians around this time. Because we put these things in our houses and we do these things that kind of condone the practices. And it's all about symbolism. When you have somebody who's proclaiming to be a witch or one of those other things, they like to pull on things. And one of the things they do is they kind of source energy from things around them. And if you have these things around you and you, you're, you're putting these things in your houses, that's an energy source for them. Wow. And they will tell you that. So even having these things in your house you're opening doorways for them to come in, you know, through their spiritual portal and windows. Yeah. You know, it's so we're doing it in the churches. Wow, man. I I just want to say again. So one of the things I love to do is I love to listen to people who have come out of the occult Mm -hmm. and their revelations to me are always um, shocking 
and and a little bit startling because of how much we don't know. Like we know God's word says that we don't wrestle against fl- flesh and blood, right? That there right. are principalities, that there's spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a realm that we don't see. I know that, but when I'm listening to people who have come out of um, dabbling in that realm on the dark side of that realm, it's always shocking to me. I was listening to another interview. Um, this was over at CBN with a woman who was an ex-witch or is an ex-witch. And she was describing how they are granted these dark powers to be able to see where there is or isn't protection over homes, over families, and over people. Now, l- let me say this real quick, because one of the problems I see here like with the church is you have segments of the church that was that don't really even believe in supernatural. Oh man. So no, when no, no. you know things like this happen, uh, we t- we're talking about this they're like um you know, really? You know, and they'll look at you like kind of kind of crazy, but still will participate in some of those activities because they don't understand the spiritual implications behind what we're talking about. And I think that's a big trick of the enemy, you know, to uh be able through ignorance or whatever it may be, come in, you know, with these yeah. different things because oh, I don't believe in that. I don't believe. It. But there's man, there's a lot of spiritual things going on. And, and you cannot believe in it if you want. Mm-hmm. But these things are happening. Yeah. Go ahead, Catrice. Respond to that. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because a lot of times we're taught kind of like it's tabooish. We're not going to talk about that. We're mm-hmm. not. It, it doesn't come into our presence, our lives, our church, our families, our homes. And think about it. Why is it that they have all the scary movies come out around certain times Mm -hmm. of the year? You know, because Mm -hmm. these are the spirits behind it. You know, these are those things that we do not see with our natural eyes coming into our realm. And the only way they could come into our realm is they're attached to people or things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so when we bring these things in our houses, we bring these things in our churches. Now we're giving them somewhere to go. Now yeah. they can come in. Mm. They have free reign. Yeah. And this is their time. Yeah. This is the dark time. You it's, know? it's amazing to me. Again, getting back to this interview, I, I just, mm. you know, the the thought that um, that there is protection for those of us who are in Christ, right? That we don't have to be afraid of what's in the world. Right. And the fact that these forces that are dark recognize this, you know, but then they also recognize where there are entry points. Like, And, and I know that sounds a little like frou-frou for people. People are like, oh, that just sounds like Hollywood. Well, then I would say to people who say it sounds like Hollywood, congratulations, Hollywood has done its job, which is to make you believe that it's all just made up, right? Because you will not pray. You will not intercede. You won't wrestle um, in a realm that you can't see, which is according to the spiritual weapons that you have, if you think that there's no spiritual battle, right? If you think that Mm. the only thing that exists and the only thing that matters is what you can see, which if a person is in that category, I really feel like, so what do you do with the Lord God? Wow. Like if if you're like, well, I only believe, I mean, he's in that (laughs) realm. Like I just, I wish we would understand that and recognize that you also have these fallen demons that the Bible describes as myriad, right? So they're innumerable and that they are, they are working, that they Mm. are working, they are doing things because we are talking about a war of kingdoms, right? And so we're talking about the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, look, again, I never want people to feel like, they don't have liberty, 
But I'm like, you know, the Bible also says that we are not to use our liberty as a cover up for sin, you know, right. wanting to indulge in darkness and wanting to indulge in the things of the occult. Um, but Catrice, your thoughts on that. Have you been looking for a solution to your math woes? Maybe that's CTC Math. CTC Math is a self-paced learning program designed to empower students in all grades. Even parents who aren't homeschooling wonder if there are gaps in their kids' math education. Head on over to ctcmath.com and let CTC Math help you discover where your kid is and build from there. CTC Math is engaging and responsive to students no matter where they are in their math journey. Parents, you don't have to fear math. There's so much stress in our life. Math doesn't have to be one of them. Let our friends at CTC Math help you and your children enjoy math. Again, you'll want to go to ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. With a money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. ctcmath.com. No, that's good. I was just thinking about how it even came into Christianity in the first place. Okay. You have to remember that it was always about fitting in with um, the people who were doing the different holidays and festivals. So when the church just thought about it and said, hey, you know, we kind of don't fit their calendar. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come around and we're going to scoop some things and we're going to put it in our calendar and we're going to say we're doing it unto the Lord and say we're doing all this stuff. That's how this all came about. Because think about what would be religious about Halloween time. Right. Nothing. <laughs> so right. They went and took a whole celebration they did way in the springtime hmm. of um, talking about uh, the saints and martyrs, right? And said, okay, well, we'll just push that all the way back to October and it'll fit in and we have all things today. And so it's well, like, it's like, it's like an opportunity to mm -hmm. celebrate the dead, but you put a holy spin on it. And, yeah. and we say it's the dead in Christ that we are celebrating or making much of, which really you can't find a scriptural support for that anyway. Like you, you can't you find a passage. Have have it, right. Say that again. You have the scripture. You have the scripture to do, oppose that. Yes, absolutely, yeah. right. absolutely. And yet mm -hmm. the church has failed. You know, something really interesting about what you're saying here, though, is is that this kind of points back to the identity crisis of the church, right? So as long as the church was being persecuted and being refined by fire, right? Like as long as it was not just a social club that you joined, um, there people were not just gathering in the church. They weren't trying to be accepted, right? But as soon as there was there was comfort here, right? And this this would be, um, I would say, with the Emperor Constantine, where you have, mm. um, you know, you have comfort, and now it's it's it serves you to be a Christian. Then you see the church attempting to be relevant. So this idea, like people like to kind of go into the late '90s, early 2000s, and talking about seeker sensitive, but it really kind of go it kind of goes back to when the church stopped being persecuted, that the church started being seeker sensitive. Like, wow. how do we reach people, and how do we let people know, hey, we're just like you, only redeemed. The reality is we're not just like them. We are completely other and set apart. That is, in fact, what it means to be holy. We're not like other people. And yet what we find is constantly trying to be like the world around us. Yeah, exactly. That's so, it. So some of the history that you were talking about, you know, I was reading some of your posts 
Um, they had some funny words in there, and it was showing how the church, I guess, connected, you know, uh, to these these holidays. So for for the Christian today, you know, mm-hmm. who who may say, well, I'm just hearing this stuff, you know, I kind of grew up, um, you know, uh, practicing these things. What should our view be uh, of this holiday? Like, what should we be doing actively if we're not going to partake in Hallelujah Night or we're not going to do <laughs> trunk or treat? What should we as Christians uh, be doing uh, in light of this 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 day? I mean, point blank, we should just, it's a normal day for us, you know. Okay. Today was a normal day, right? Sure. So no but, witnessing, no evangelism? I mean, of course. You but can. you should be doing like, that every day, right? Like, and, you know, it's like if I'm saying, oh, I'm going to witness at the bar, you know. <laughs> like, we can't be, you know, condoning, but yet not yeah. condoning at the same time. So okay. it's a little iffy because we do have those believers who say, you know, I've been doing this all my life. And we've been taught that it's for, you know, like I said, the saints and the martyrs. That's a mm-hmm. big thing. That's what kind of prompted my post today was because I had some friends um, the day before post about how Halloween was not a pagan holiday and how mm. the church is supposed to look at it for the saints and the martyrs and all of this and all that. And I'm thinking, but the practices that you do do not line up with that. Mm. We're not celebrating the saints and the martyrs by dressing up as Frankenstein and witches and skeletons and you're, you're glorifying death. And the point of it is as a Christian and as a believer, we believe in life. Right. Mm, so why are we celebrating something that glorifies debt, which our God is against? Because his whole thing is that he wants us to have eternal life. So our thing should be about having that relationship, being able to wake up one day and knowing that if you do not wake up, you still have life in you. Mm. Not glorifying the dark side or the enemy who is angry that he has his turn taken away from him of having eternal life he know where he's going in the pit of death forever and so he's trying to take as many souls with him so we're glorifying that yeah doing. Right. wow we're doing of god and so if you are a believer you stand for life you don't stand for death so to celebrate that is putting it in god's face saying i celebrate death mm. mm. yeah. well, well let me ask do away with that well let me ask you this does this fall under the, the Christian's liberty to, you know, just celebrate whatever day they, that you, you would like, you know? So, cause I, if, I, if I'm hearing this and I'm like, well, I hear what you're saying, but you know, I have, I have liberty, right. To, to be able to do, and I'm not trying to, I'm not celebrating that. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. getting candy or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get that. Right. We all have, we all have that free will, right. That's the way he programmed this whole life to go with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Candy can be bought any day, you know. <laughs> True, and and it'll but be not as for free. You get it for free on, on this day. Monday, yeah, <laughs> but, I know, is, right? but is it free though? Is it? Didn't is it, it cost you something? Didn't it there keep you, you longer than you wanted to stay? Take you further than you wanted? I'm sorry, that's a different show. No, you guys go. Ahead. You got it. You got it. It's gonna be as tasty today as it's gonna be tasty two weeks from now. It's candy. It's not that's especially because of all those preservatives. Go right, ahead. Exactly. <laughs> and the color red. I mean, <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, but for us as Christians, we have to be cognizant that this is not, and, and we know this, we say it is not a war of flesh and blood. Mm. So even though we are flesh and blood, 
we know that there is a war bigger than what we're holding inside of our temples here on this earth. And so are you helping the progression in God's favor? Mm. Are you helping the progression in the enemy's favor? That's where you got to align yourself. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I can easily say, oh, it's just a holiday. It's just fun. It's just dressing up. It's just this. But whose team is advancing because of the choices you're mm. making? Right now? That's true. Yeah. I like the way you put that. Whose team is advancing? You know, and I think about on this night and over the years, man, the church, look, and I mean this like we as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we've got to be honest about the losses that we've suffered as a result of our willful ignorance, like just, you know, kind of, you know, turning a blind eye and not paying attention. So many of our kids have been introduced to the occult on evenings that glorified darkness. You know, um, wow. you look at the purchase mm. of Ouija boards, you look at, you mm. know, girls thinking that it would be fun just to have a Halloween party where you conduct seances and things like that. And these are actual occurrences, you know, where our kids have entered into a realm that they didn't even understand what they were getting into. But because we were glorifying this, um, maybe we said, you know, we're going to allow them to watch certain movies that then just open a door and introduce some content and we're not present as parents. And mm. so they go a little bit further and they want to know a little bit more. And of course, the enemy is right there waiting um, to continue filling them with that knowledge, all the while we're not discipling and training them. And I would say we've suffered great losses in the church because we've been willfully ignorant. Yes, we have liberty, um, but, but I would say sometimes we focus so much on learning a few scriptures to justify um, doing what we want to do that we don't learn the rest of the scriptures. Like, like, let's learn all of them. Let's learn, you know, we don't want to use our liberty to cause someone else to stumble. So if we say, well, I have freedom to celebrate on this night, and that may very well be true, but are you, are there casualties in the wake of that freedom? You know what I mean? Like we send our kids off to Halloween parties. Are they, what are they doing there? Like what, you know, what is happening when they are away from us? What is happening? What are we um, normalizing in their presence? And then will we be held accountable for that as parents? Yeah. Yeah. That's, Man, a, that's a great point. That is a great point. And you know, even all of that, the balls, the music and all of that, <laughs> Tradition, tradition, pagan tradition. That's the Druids, you know, that came mm. up with saying having uh, Halloween parties and balls and masquerades and uh, introducing, uh, I guess you want to say dark music and ambiance into it. Um, and so when we put our youth and, and again, because even though I haven't celebrated Halloween uh, in my household, meaning, you know, the household me and Will grew up since I was eight years old. I remember that fondly. And because I gave my life over, you know, to be a believer at eight. And I remember my parents sitting me down at the table and saying, hey, now that you have professed this, these are the things we're not doing anymore. Mm. And they went and they explained paganism and, and that I couldn't dress up for Halloween anymore because that's pagan and kind of broke it down saying, you know, um, these things do not glorify God, mm. point blank. And because they don't, we're not doing it anymore. And I didn't fight them. You know, they were my parents. I was like, I got it. You know, I'm coming into this new faith and I'm all excited. And now you're telling me, okay, when you go to school and they have the Halloween party, you're not going to be in costume this year. Mm. You're not going to be, you know, partaking and having a trick or treat bag and, you know, whatever. And that was fine for me. Um, but I've also been that teenager who loved a particular secular movie growing up. And I still will watch it today. And it was full of witchcraft. Mm. And 
I loved it. And I didn't, and I never understood why until I had to sit down in my adult self and say, wait a minute, hold on. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm up here trying to rah-rah these girls who are putting curses on these other girls and doing all this mm. and they're dressed dark and morbid. And, and I'm like, wait, why am I like that? You know, it took me a few years to, you know, I just, I just got released from that movie. I'm telling you a couple of years ago, you guys, I'm telling you, I wow. loved the movie. Okay. And when I was a teenager, it made me think I can have superpowers and I can do <laughs> stuff like that. And I can, mm. so imagine what the young people are doing when they see these movies and they see these things presented in TV shows and all that, that you can have magic and, and you can just say this spell over here and this incantation, and this is going to happen in your life. It's believable. Hollywood made it believable. The movies, the TV shows, they make it believable. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it's drawing the soul, you know, because once the soul is ready to get, pruned then now you have that spirit that's been waiting on it saying ah we got them mm, like got it's a em. moment like it's almost like an entry point like it's and, it's and an I, entry point, yeah. again i i know that this sounds so like um unbelievable to people right we we think that in the spirit realm only goodness exists right like that's what mm -hmm. we want it's it's sort of like this this belief oh my goodness i heard someone recently so theologically wrong talking about hell and that it's something that we have created, like, and so basically, like, there's no hell. <laughs> I remember hearing I'm, that. I'm not going to name names until we're ready to do a podcast on him. <laughs> we will do a podcast on him and we'll play the clip for you. But um, it, I was just, it was horrible. It was so theologically unsound. Like, it just, anyway. But I think that this is sort of like the feeling, the sentiment of today, right? Like, no bad news. Don't talk to me about destruction. Don't talk to me about judgment. And certainly don't talk to me about demons because they're only real if I believe it, right? Now, yeah. they will believe in angels, right? Like these, you know, the ones with the wings that fly down and help them, right? They they, they will believe in that. And, and they will believe in the God that they create. So there's there's only goodness that surrounds them. But the reality is that the true and living God is real and that there are demons that have fallen. There are demons that rebelled a third of the angels. And you just do your research, read your Bible. And I say research, that sounds heady. Read your Bible, right? You've got a third of angels that fell from heaven and the Bible describes the angels as innumerable. So I always say to our kids, What's one third of an innumerable amount? It's innumerable, M meaning that throughout this world, you've got demons that are in different areas with specific tasks. I mean, you, you, you're talking about a kingdom here and you're talking about assignments and, and these demons yeah. that have their orders and they know what they're doing. Man, there's a book that I read um, in college. It's written by C.S. Lewis and it's just great. I, the insight that he had to be able to write this book, but it's called The Screwtape Letters. And it's written from the perspective, which, you know, people may take issue with this, but it's written from the perspective of this demon and his nephew, okay? Mm -hmm. But it gives tremendous insight into the way the enemy of our soul operates to distract us, to see us lifted up in pride, um, to make us ineffective. And I thought it was just really an incredible work by C.S. Lewis, mm -hmm. but it just kind of gives you a peek into we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. There's really a demonic realm and, and they really are assigned against us. Yeah. Yes. Can I elaborate on oh, that yeah. just to hit it home for them? Because yes. I remember me and Will were talking not too long ago and I say that and I said in my presentation, I kind of broke it down. You have to think about the demons that are in our world. 
think about those fallen angels that came down. And so they had leaders and the leaders were the ones that were locked up. So the ones that we're dealing with right now are not even the head honchos. These are the ones that are the minions of these leaders who are put out in task to go after people in different realms and states. And I even broke down like everything has something assigned to it. Water, air, the moon, the sun, rivers, lakes, whatever. Each one has some kind of minion that is tasked to do something or to glorify it, make it more of a worship thing. Mm, and it spans across so the cultures. And that's not even the leaders because they are locked up at a appointed time. You know, God gave the, the artists to the uh, to Michael and Gabriel and Uriel and all of them to lock up the leaders. So we're not even dealing with them. And they're locked up for an appointed time until they're released to wreak more havoc in the land. Mm, that's so, so interesting. think about that. Yeah, no, I do. And and I've thought about it, you know, even scripturally, when you look, there are um, critical times where you see Satan specifically mentioned, right? Mm. You see him at um, the tempting of Jesus um, before he begins his ministry. You see the Bible describing him as entering Judas, mm. right? Like the, I mean, there are specific moments where Satan, okay, himself is present and spoken of in scripture. And all the other times you're talking about these demons, you're talking about these, you know, not to, cause I don't want to minimize the, the power that they have. I mean, look at how many people are deceived. Look at how many people <laughs> are led astray. So even though we talk about these underlings, if you will, um, they are still pretty powerful and, and, and mankind mm -hmm. is still pretty led astray. I mean, you know, I, I think that we do ourselves a disservice by not really believing what we read in scripture. Man, that's why it's so important because even the Bible tells us that the demons have doctrine. Oh, and you see that on. doctrine yeah. spread all throughout the world. Like, and so we as the believers, we need to be in the word of God, understanding and studying the word of God so that we're not uh, fooled and tricked because <laughs> the demons have doctrine and you can see people falling all over themselves to, to, to obey that stuff, you know, in this world. And so it, it's very real, you know, the spiritual battle and we don't like to talk about it, but man, it's clear from Ephesians chapter mm -hmm. six that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, that there's a spiritual realm, there's principalities, there's an order there, you know, there's a rank there, mm -hmm. but we don't have to be afraid as Christians. We have the full armor of God yes. and we're able to stand because the weapons that we fight with are not carnal, yes. you know, right. but they're mighty through God to the pull, pulling down of strongholds. And so the thing is, you know, we don't have to be in fear of the things that we're like talking about tonight, but we can be prepared through the word of God. Amen. Right. Amen. Go ahead, Catrice, right. respond to that. No, that's ex that's it. That's it. Once you know who got your back, you don't have to worry about all this other stuff, mm -hmm. right? All of this ends up being fickle, it's fluff. Because if your assurity is in the father, then no matter what comes at you, whether it be witch, warlock, wizard, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be uh other things that's happening in the spiritual realm, things that's happening in the physical realm you have a piece of protection, right? So we have that human fear. Sure, we do. That's a part of being carnal. But we have this underlying knowing in the deep pit of us that we have the victory. We know the victory has been won. And it kind of makes everything exciting at the same time because you know that this is the battle. It's hard to look through, but you know that the end game, 
You know, <laughs> we know who's victorious and mm. we are on a winning team. Mm. So put that in your mind and then let that resonate throughout yourself. You know, yeah. saying, man, I ain't got to worry about this. Yeah. This is nothing. So, okay. so would yeah. you, <clears throat> excuse me, would you put in the category, Catrice, of um, the things that we would want to avoid, you would include the movies in that as well. I'm, I'm gathering that yeah. from what you're talking about. Yeah, I had to stop watching movies when it, in my teenage years, horror films and all of that, because, and, and again, people don't believe it, but the stuff that you have on your TV screens, they can come out of the TV screens, you know? So you can be watching a movie about some haunted whatever, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you got haunted stuff in your house. Listen, I, I heard, <laughs> listen, okay, guys, and, you know, <laughs> the Lord knows, you know, People's testimonies, sure, we can dispute their testimonies. But again, I pay attention to people who leave the occult. And mm -hmm. I pay attention to people who have testimonies where they entered into this realm. And I heard a man, um, this was on um, Jan Markell's program, and I forget the guy's name right now. I'm drawing a blank. But I listened to him give his testimony Oh my goodness, he has such a large following now as a follower of Christ, talking about the occult and warning parents. Oh, maybe the name will come to me later. But anyway, he was talking about um, some of the things that he consumed and how he would sense, you know, certain a certain presence um, with the things that he consumed, not only in what he was watching, but in the things that he listened to. Mm, and yeah. I look, I know that for many Christians, we are content to bury our head in the sand. But I just say this, man, there is a there is a real enemy of our soul. I don't want to make it easier for there to be any access to me or my family. What I'm I'm saying that I agree with you and I think it's 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 past the time where we just for our leisure are um enjoying those things that glorify wickedness. I mean, have you ever stopped to think about what kind of imagination envisions some of the things that are being produced? Like, exactly. I mean, some look, we've got, I was, man, near us, there is a, a house, okay, that is um, decorated for Halloween. And I have worked overtime. You've got to drive by this house just to, you know, and I've worked overtime to keep our little ones from seeing this house. They've got this girl in a gown or it's a mannequin. I mean, it's like, it is horrible. It's, it's horrible. And it's out on the porch and, and you're like, <laughs> what kind of person wants to glorify having someone in like, like a hospital gown out on your front porch? Like she's out of her mind. Like mm. who, who, why, you know, but this is the culture that we live in. And, and unfortunately there would be Christian parents who would think that that's clever those decorations are quite clever. No, that's wicked. It's demonic. Right. And why are we glorifying that? Right. No, you're right. And when you talk about the music, I see, I think it's Julius say so many people say, I don't listen to the lyrics, you know, but we know that those things get into, into your head, you know, and that the heart of the artist, you know, comes out in, in their art. And so yeah. if you're taking on that stuff, you're listening to dark music. That was one of the reasons why we talked on the radio when we talked about NF. And I know mm. he's a very popular uh, Christian. I guess he's a Christian rapper. But, you know, there was a lot of darkness in his previous, in his music before. You know, uh, I think he's kind of lightened up now. But the thing is, you got to watch that kind of stuff. You know, I was talking to someone today who was warning against anime. 
you know, the stuff, you yes. know, and they were saying how dark that stuff uh, gets into and even immoral stuff, you know, and I never really watched that. But, you know, even for our children, you have children and that may, may be watching like anime type stuff, you know, uh, man, we, we got to be vigilant even in that in that world, because there's a lot of a lot of things that's throwing themselves at, at our children. These people that are producing these things, they don't have the heart of God. A lot of them are trying to push different agendas and darkness through the things that they're creating. And we as parents, we can't be dull about that kind of stuff. We got to say, hold on, wait a minute, Holy Spirit, help me to see those things that I wouldn't normally see mm-hmm. and to be able to address the, uh, that stuff because it's, it's out there and it's really trying to penetrate, uh, penetrate the hearts of our children and us. Yeah. So I would say this, look, bottom line is if someone were to, um, were to ask me, you know, do you guys celebrate Halloween? Our flat answer is no, we don't. And I usually follow that up because I don't, look, I'm not trying to um, create my own righteousness and and believe that that saves me. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe I'm saved because of what I do and don't celebrate. I will say the things that I do and don't celebrate are the result of my salvation. Like it's because I've come to know Christ, the things that I filter um, are an attempt to, to, to please him and to glorify him, not as a work whereby I'm saved, but because man, I, you know, I, I want to grow in my knowledge of God. This is the sanctifying work of the Holy spirit in our life. And so I would say flat out, we don't celebrate Halloween. And that's a choice we made as a family very early on. Um, you know, and look, our kids have grown up in that. It's embarrassing when you go through the checkout lines and your five-year-old is asked, so what are you going to be for Halloween? And your five-year-old is like, we don't celebrate Halloween. <laughs> like, and just starts, mm. you know, yeah, that's embarrassing because you, you then you have to just brace for impact. It's like, are they going to, you know, with, with, with the crazy people who don't let their <laughs> kids, you know, do you want a piece of candy for Halloween? We don't celebrate Halloween. Take the candy. Just, you don't have to, <laughs> you know, but I will say this, we, we make it a point not to exalt that as if we are some sort of super Christians because that's our position. I think um, there's a lot of damage that's done to the body of Christ when we create new doctrine. You know what I mean? And so um, I guess rob people of their opportunity to be led by the spirit of God. I think you can put the information out there and you can present to people. Okay. So, so here is what the witches say they do on this night. You know what I mean? Here's what the occultists say they do on this night. Here's what the new believers or the believers who are now in Christ, here's what they say they did. And so you can put that information out there. And I think it's still up to people whether or not they believe that and whether or not it alters their life. Um, I just don't want to make it something that, you know, you're not a Christian if you go trick-or-treating, trick-or-treating. Like Catrice, what do you think about that? No, I agree. The best way to learn is definitely through the testimony of those people. Um, Because you're talking about people who were, you know, deep in stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they found freedom. And when they realized that what they were doing was, you know, oh, I, you just got to find some testimonies on them people. I mean, the, the, the religious um, aspects of everything. Yeah, we can talk about that all day. You know, we can we can say yay or nay to go and knock on a door or turning off a light or putting a candy in a bag. And, you know, everybody has their opinion on that. But my whole thing is I like us to be biblical, you know. Yeah. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, why are we doing it? That's the question. And then go and search out. Well, why are we doing it? 
Mm-hmm. Was it something that they were doing? You know, was it something else? Were we are we doing it wrong? Are we? But when you look at it and you see that nothing about this holiday glorifies God, as the Christian, why are you doing it? You know, yeah. that's my only take with it. It's not about being a super Christian. It's not about um, saying anything that would hinder a, a new believer or an old believer. Mm. But the whole bottom line is, is it biblical? Do it line up. If we say the Bible is our plumb line, we're supposed to follow it. It's supposed to be in every aspect of our life. What does it do with this holiday? What in the Bible talks about this holiday as it pertains to Jesus, as it pertains to the cross, as it pertains to eternal life, you know? And just like I said earlier, we have a God who wants life above death. Amen. So us doing these things, are we bringing life or are we bringing more death to the situation? Mm, And when you think of it like that, you have to find that line. You can't be in both places. That makes it, that makes us lukewarm, right? That have us one foot on one side and have one foot on the other. Find your place. And that place should be with God. Amen. And what his word says about it. And then that trumps all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you walk in that freedom. And so when people do come and ask, hey, oh, happy Halloween. I go, oh, I don't celebrate Halloween. I just leave it like that. I don't have to give you a dissertation about, you know, why I don't celebrate this day. But if you want one, I can give it to you. You know, (laughs) I'll let the door be open for it. But, you know, I'm just I just say it's not biblical. It, it, It I don't the principles, I believe they're not rooted in this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I let it go. Yeah. No, that's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. Guys, I was trying to find, I was really, I wanted to get the name of the person that I was thinking and and it's just like driving me crazy. And now I'm starting to question myself. Maybe it was Ramirez, but for some reason, and somebody on this live can help me. I had, I thought it was the name Boyer or something like that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought that was the last name and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to search and stay engaged, but anyway, it's not coming back to me. I just remember listening to this guy a few times. He was a guest on a podcast and I remember hearing um, some of the encounters he had, even after he left the occult, um, he described being physically attacked by, you know, demons. And, and, and I know that's frightening. I know, you know, no one likes to talk about that, but I'm grateful for the people who are, um, <laughs> let it go, mama. <laughs> Where I, y- y'all know, I, I try to bring the facts, right? So, so when a name escapes me, I feel <laughs> it's very humbling. Um, anyway, I just look, there's a lot of information from people who have existed and um, lived this life, yeah. right? And I think it's, man, it's, it's you know, it's incumbent upon us to, to believe them. Like, why would they make it up? And then talk about when they left the occult being attacked, um, like physically attacked because they had crossed over from one kingdom to the other. And so anyway, we just want no part of that. You know, mm-hmm. we don't judge people if they celebrate Halloween. And I really do mean that. I'm not saying that as a throwaway. Like I'm I'm not judging people because I recognize that the Lord reveals things to each of us in his time, you know, and he convicts our heart when he convicts our heart. And 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 then we continue on. But I just I, I would say for us, we've made a decision that the answer is no. All right. Hey, look, we appreciate it, Tia. Thank you so much for thank joining you. us and, and thank you for your research and this conversation and just giving us some things to think about and pray about and care about as we um, 
in attempt to glorify God um, through our families and how, how we navigate living in this world. I just want to remind our listeners and our, our people who are on this live that we are peculiar. Like we are not of this world and yet we keep trying to be of it. Like mm -hmm. we keep trying to be just like it. So what I'm saying is embrace the peculiar principle, right? Like that you're not of this world. And so anyway, Tia, any last thoughts from you before we sign off? I appreciate y'all coming to me and asking me to be on y'all show. <laughs> All your life you had to fight? All my life. I've been waiting on this moment to get a little, a yeah. little bit. No. Yeah. Right. So I really appreciate you guys. Oh, man. Thank you, thank you so on. much. And let me pray before before we go. Absolutely. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God, for for who you are, God, for giving us um, knowledge and wisdom and, and, and teaching us how to apply what we know, God. Thank you, Father God, for Atia. Uh, I, I pray, God, that you just continue to increase her in the ministry that you are using her and Father God to do research and to explain a lot of things that maybe we don't know. Lord, I pray, God, for everyone on this live, and, and I pray, God, that you would help us to grow in you, Lord, that we'll never feel like we've gotten to a point where we don't, we're not growing anymore because that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But, Lord, I pray, God, that we will have humility and that when we see things that, are, that we didn't know, God, that we will make the adjustment, Father. God, help us all, God, to represent you well. And, God, I pray that you protect everyone, uh, every family, God, that's associated with this live tonight, God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Remember, family, when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you will remain culture proof until next live. Lord willing. God bless. God bless.